It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Football Social Daily Shots. Welcome to Shots from Football Social Daily. Want to stay up to date with all of the latest top flight news? Then you're in the right place. If you hit subscribe, that way you won't miss an episode again of Shots or the full Football Social Daily podcast. And on today's full edition of the show, we discuss the rack of midweek fixtures taking place in the Premier League, of which there are two tonight, of course. Leicester City against Leeds and Fulham against Aston Villa. You can hear previews of those two games on today's full edition of the podcast. So if you're already on the feed just scroll back in the timeline and you'll be able to find it but there is one fixture tonight which we didn't quite discuss and that was tonight's Europa League match involving Arsenal they take on PSV Eindhoven the Gunners were supposed to be playing Manchester City this midweek but due to their game with PSV being called off a few weeks back after the passing of Queen Elizabeth II they aren't able to play against City this week and as such the match with PSV has been moved to tonight Arsenal of course are in a rich vein of form having lost just one game all season and winning the other nine that they've taken part in but the Europa League is of course something slightly different and tonight a great opportunity arises for Arsenal to keep the momentum up heading into Sunday's game with Southampton but PSV Eindhoven won't be an easy task. They only narrowly missed out on qualification to the Champions League after they lost to Rangers. And a former Premier League player well known to Arsenal is the manager at the Dutch club. Former Manchester United striker Ruud van Nistelrooy is the PSV boss and he's been speaking about some of his tussles with Arsenal over the years. You once said that Arsenal fans had an obsession with you. Do you still think that's the case? Did I say that? I think so. Uh. That's so long ago. I think Jared was one at the time. So, uh, no, it was obviously 20 years ago. And I think in general, if I look at, back at my time in, uh, in England, you know, coming back to England and, and to London, to, to Arsenal, and, and I think memories come back of my time there. And, of course, uh, the two uh, famous games, of infamous games, maybe better said, uh, are, are famous in, in uh, in, those, in that period, but it was a five-year spell for me, you know, coming over from PSV on a, on a big fee, Mr. Medical, uh, had to uh, do my rehab for another year and, and eventually, you know, represent United. 
so many 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 memories and uh, obviously when you arrive at Arsenal then of course the the, the, the games that, that we, we faced with, with United here and at Highbury better set and at Old Trafford of course are, are crossing the mind yeah and at that time Arsenal were very much contenders and champions of, of England around that time and they look like they're becoming that again what have you made of their transformation Oh, yeah, of course, he had a great start, eh? and it's, it's ten, ten uh, games into the season uh, with nine wins, uh, so an amazing start for him. The way they're playing, the way Arteta's developing his team, style of play, very, very well done, I think, um, with a very young side. Uh, it's, it's a very promising team, which is a joy to watch, and, and for us, you know, having, a, having a, a very young team under me as well, you know, it's, it's, it's a fantastic opportunity for us to come here and, and, and test ourselves. Those were the days, weren't they? Van Nistelrooy going toe-to-toe with Martin Keown, Wenger and Fergie on the touchline, and of course the famous Pizzagate as well, as the two forces from Highbury and Old Trafford used to do battle. But tonight it's PSV who Van Nistelrooy will be leading into battle against Arsenal, and a former Manchester United teammate of Van Nistelrooy's has been in the headlines also this week. The Dutchman didn't leave Old Trafford until 2006, which means he saw the first three years of Cristiano Ronaldo's Old Trafford career. Now 37 years old, of course, CR7 still draws headlines wherever he plays, but on this occasion, it was for the wrong reasons. Manchester United beat Spurs 2-0 in an accomplished performance at the Theatre of Dreams midweek, but Cristiano Ronaldo was spotted trotting down the tunnel two minutes before full-time, and reports claim that he left the ground before the match was even over and didn't celebrate with his teammates after the final whistle. Is this a normal thing to do? Or is it disrespectful? I asked Trevor Stephen, a former England and Premier League player, for his opinion on the matter on this week's edition of The Dugout. I think so. I think it's disrespectful. I, I don't like it, you know, one little bit. And that's not nothing to do with having an old school attitude. It's all about being together as, as a group of players. And sometimes in this, over the last few months particularly, but and last season... When you looked at the Manchester United subs bench, they looked as if they weren't that focused on what was going on on the field. They didn't seem as to me as if they were 100% behind whatever's happening with their team on the day to get a result. And it was all about really, oh, I've been left out, you know. And that has slowly disappeared under, under Ten Hag. There seems to be more engagement with, with the players actually wholeheartedly being in that battle with uh, with the teammates out on the field. And there's a rotation system now. We know that. It happens in football. It's all part and parcel of it. For Ronaldo to do what he did, I just... What was who was gaining from that? The thoughts there of Trevor Stephen, a former Premier League winner with Everton back in the 1980s. And you can hear more of his thoughts on Cristiano Ronaldo, as well as the upcoming England squad ahead of the World Cup in Qatar, by listening to The Dugout, which you can find wherever you get your podcasts. This is Football Social Daily Shorts. 
Earlier on this week on Shots, we discussed the fact that Wolves were set to approach Queen's Park Rangers for the services of manager Mick Beale. Beale was assistant manager to Steven Gerrard at both Aston Villa and Rangers and took on his first permanent managerial job with QPR in the summer. Just four months into the role, he's guided the London club into a spot in the championship playoffs and no doubt that was enough to catch the eye of Wanderers. But... Wolves have been dealt another blow as Mick Beale has rejected their approach for him to become their new manager. Much like what happened with Julien Lopetegui, Beale has decided he won't be taking up the Molyneux hot seat. He's been speaking to the media and giving his reasons why he's decided to stay at QPR and snub Wolves' approach. There's been a lot in the background. It's been a difficult few days for me personally, if I'm honest, because I was really focused on here and everything came a little bit out of the blue and these things really do snowball and then everybody has an opinion of you and and, and what decision you're going to make and almost try and preempt it. I really did try to be honest in, in all of the interviews that we've done and, and all of the media and the most important thing was keeping the players focused on the job in hand which was which was last night's performance. I think when I joined the club in the summer I found an ownership that was really honest with me about what they wanted and they were giving me my first opportunity to be a manager. Uh, I took that task on really with a lot of enthusiasm and excitement. They enabled me to build a management team and they enabled me to recruit some players that I really wanted to work with and I had to talk to them, sometimes their parents, sometimes their agents, sometimes their wives to convince them that QPR was the right place to come. So Beal stays at QPR, but with Bruno Large sacked by Wolves, Julen Lopetegui saying no, and Beal saying no in the last 24 hours, where do they go next? Nuno Espirito Santo's name has cropped up as a return, still remains a possibility at Molyneux, but who knows what might happen next as Wolves continue their search for a new gaffer. Any news that we do here will bring you up to date right here on Football Social Daily Shots, so hit subscribe and that way you won't miss it. But from me, that's it, and we'll speak to you again tomorrow.